You're listening to Cape Watch Radio with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through the book of Joshua. Call me sinners, poor, needy, and weak. He stands to save you now, full of pity and love, mighty power. He's willing and able, He calls you now. God's promises can be trusted. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. God's got everything in the palm of His hand. God's got everything in the palm of His hand. Like Joshua, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you can accomplish anything that God would have you do. You can accomplish anything. Anything. Look at the disciples. Look at them before Pentecost. And after Pentecost, Joshua 22 reminds us that God is faithful to keep his promises. God kept all his promises to them, and God will keep all his promises to us. In today's message, Pastor Dave will assure us that God will always do his part, but we need to accept and receive those promises in faith. Have you received God's promises? Well, let's join Pastor Dave in the book of Joshua chapter 22 with part one of his message, On the Way Home. Joshua 22. Last week... We did do Joshua 21, and we ended with the final division of the land. The land is finally divided. We end it with Joshua and the elders and the leaders of the nation Israel giving to the Levites the 48 cities that were promised to them by Moses through the Lord. That's how we end it. It also ended with these three verses, and look Right above chapter 22, look to verse 43 of chapter 21. And this is where we spent the majority of our time last week. Chapter 21, verse 43. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Wonderful, wonderful scriptures. All God's promises have been fulfilled. God had been faithful to the nation Israel. The nation that he created. He gave them the land of promise. I spent a lot of time, Frank was helping me this afternoon, and we were trying to figure out just how long it was from Genesis 12 when Abraham received the promise, or even Genesis 15 when God made that covenant with Abraham, until now in Joshua 21 when it was done. We were trying to figure out how much time It was. And you know, you can read a lot in the Bible. You can learn a lot about the Bible. There are three or four websites that give you chronological orders. And I looked on them. And they have the time frame to be about 476 years. From the time Abraham received his promise to the time of Joshua dividing the land. Interesting. It's a long time. It's a long time for people to wait for a promise of God. I mean, 
I thought 400 years was a long time for the people in Egypt, the Israelis in Egypt who waited for the deliverer. But the fact you have to remember here is God kept his word. God kept his promise. That is so important to us as Christians. It's so important to us to know that God is going to keep his promise. That we can glean from what Paul wrote to the Philippian church that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We can count on that because we have God's very word. But God kept his covenant. He kept his promise. God was true to his word. God had given Israel victory over all its enemies. And he gave them rest from war. You know, 40 years before all this took place, unbelief kept them from going into the land. Twelve spies go into the land. They come back and ten go, oh, we can't. There's giants. Oh, my, we're, we're scared. And two of them say, no, we can take these guys, for the Lord is with us. For the Lord is with us. We can take these guys. Forty years had taken place. What God can do and accomplish through a willing heart. The heart was that of Joshua's. Joshua had a willing heart. He was one of the two spies. He was one of the two that came back. The Lord is with us. We can do this. The Lord has given us this land. Oh, what God can accomplish through a willing heart. What God can accomplish through a faithful servant. Joshua obeyed God's word. Joshua obeyed God's word. He sought the Lord's advice at every turn. And remember the one time he didn't seek the Lord's advice? What happened? They had problems, didn't they? We can learn from this, people. We can learn great volumes from these scriptures. People go, oh, you can't learn anything from the Old Testament. Oh, no, no, my friends. We can learn volumes from the Old Testament and we can apply that to our life because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can learn volumes. Joshua sought God's counsel. And he knew that he could not accomplish anything without it after that one time that he tried. I love this. I love looking at that. Joshua, we even read, was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Joshua was empowered by the Holy Spirit, and that enabled him to accomplish all that God would ask him to do. Victorious Christian, we learn that God's promises are true, and that we can claim these assurances by faith. God's power and wisdom give us victory over every foe, is available to us if he would seek it. God's Holy Spirit is available to us if we would seek it, if we would ask God's promises can be trusted. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. God's got everything in the palm of his hand. God's got everything in the palm of his hand. Like Joshua, we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you can accomplish anything that God would have you do. You can accomplish anything. Anything. Look at the disciples. Look at them before Pentecost. And after Pentecost, look at the difference not only in their lives, but what was accomplished. So the land and the people, I might add, are at rest. The war was over. This must have been great news for the people from Gad, from Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh. 
This must have been glorious news because they had been fighting now for over seven years. And my heart goes out to them when I read this because I think of the loved ones that we have over in Afghanistan, over in Iraq, over in foreign places. I think of my father in World War II. I think of other fathers in Korea. I think of the people in Vietnam who had to leave their families and everything they had to go fight in foreign lands. I think of how terrible it must have been for them knowing that they might not make it back, knowing that they, they might end up being killed in some foreign country without ever seeing their loved ones again. And that's what's happening here. Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh, remember, they made a pledge to Joshua through Moses. They wanted to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Moses, give us this land so we can raise our cattle. Moses said, I will, but your men have to go to war. Your men have to go with your brethren and your men have to help defeat the enemy in Canaan. And then, and only then, can they return to the land. Time has come. Time has come for them to go home. Can you imagine the excitement in their hearts? Not only would they go home, but they would go home victorious. 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 My heart goes out to those World War II soldiers that came home to ticker tape parades, to to people just loving them. And then you have the people coming home from Korea who are saying thing, hooray. And then those poor souls who came home from Vietnam who were spat upon in airports and garbage thrown at them in their uniforms. What a tragedy. We've reversed that. And the people coming home from Afghanistan, the people coming home from Iraq now are, are treated with more respect. And they're treated like the true victors they are, the true soldiers they are. So these people would go home. We can learn so much from these scriptures as we apply them to the victorious life. We can learn so much of them as we apply God's word to our lives today. Chapter 22, let's read the first four verses. Then Joshua called the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh, and said to them, You have kept all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. You have not left your brethren these many days up to this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren as he promised them. Now therefore, return and go to your tents and to the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave to you on the other side of the Jordan. The narrative begins with the word then. means after everything I just said. (laughs) Then. After everything was over, after everything was accomplished, the enemies were defeated, the land was divided. Joshua says, okay, guys, come here. Come here. Time for you to go. Time for you to go home. Oh, what glorious words that must have been to them. I mean, I watch TV shows. (laughs) I watch TV shows like The Deadliest Catch, and they're out for several weeks or maybe a couple months at a time. And when the fisherman says, when the captain says, We're done. Time to go home. Boy, they're hooping and hollering and they're all excited because they're going to town. Can you imagine seven years? Can you imagine being away for seven long years? Well, what's the first thing Joshua does? The first thing Joshua does is he commends them. He commends them. He commends them. He says, guys, thanks. You were faithful. He calls them faithful servants. What a great thing. You've been faithful to your brethren. You had gone out and you fought with your brethren, your brothers. 
Even though you had already been given your inheritance, you came over and did exactly what you said you would do. God had commanded that Moses do this, but he also commanded you to help your brothers, and you were faithful. They were faithful to Joshua's leadership, he says. They were faithful to what Joshua told them to do. In the beginning of the book, we see in Joshua 1, verses 12 through 18, where that all the nation pledges, we will be faithful to you, Joshua. We will follow your lead, Joshua. What a great testimony. They didn't badmouth the leadership behind their back. I don't know, man. That Joshua doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know. How long are we going to follow this guy? No, they were faithful to the leadership. They were faithful to what the Lord was doing in their midst. There was no backbiting. There was no stabbing. They were faithful. They knew that Joshua was appointed by Moses, who was appointed by God, and they followed his command. I love that. But most of all, most of all in this scripture, they were faithful to the Lord our God. They couldn't be faithful to their brethren. They couldn't be faithful to Joshua if they had not been faithful to the Lord their God. That's how it works. If you're not faithful to the Lord, you will not be faithful to anyone but yourself. We must put the Lord at the priority. We must be faithful to Him first. First. It's maddening to me. We spoke at length about God's faithfulness to us, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. We should speak about God's faithfulness to us. We just read in verses 43 to 45 in chapter 21 of God's faithfulness, and rightfully so. But what about our faithfulness to God? What about our faithfulness to God? Are you faithful to Him first and foremost? Because if you are faithful to Him first and foremost, everything else will flow out of that. Every other thing that you're faithful in will flow out of that. Being faithful to the Lord should be the priority of our life as a victorious Christian. It should be the priority of what we live for. Are you faithful to the things the Lord has called you to do? Are you faithful to your brothers and your sisters? When you make a promise, do you keep it? When you say you're going to do something, is your yes, yes, and your no, no? Are you faithful to those things? Are you faithful to the leadership of a church? Are you faithfully serving? You know, in Colossians 3, Paul makes a statement about this. In Colossians 3, specifically 23 and 24... He says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. We're always tempted to work as hard as we can to please man. And we'll work just as much as we have to. Just as much as we have to. But God says, hey, ultimately you're working for me. You're not working for that person who thinks they're in charge. You're working for me. Therefore, we should do it heartily. What does that mean? It means with a smile on your face. It means with joy in your heart. And God promises a reward for those who are faithful. A reward. Now, don't get crazy on me. Don't get crazy when we start running down the name it and claim it faith thing. Yes, it may be materially, but most of all, it's going to be spiritually. The fruits of the Spirit, joy, love, peace, and all those fruits are going to come out of your lives if you're faithful to the Lord, faithful in the little things. 
He'll make you faithful in much. I love that. Joshua reminds the tribes of the Lord's faithfulness. He says, And the Lord your God has given the rest to your brethren as he promised them. He reminds them that the Lord was faithful to your brethren. The picture here is, again, like we've been studying in Romans, if the Lord is faithful to your brethren, you make sure he's going to be faithful to you and us. See, we can always count on him. And then he exhorts them. I love this. In verse 5, he exhorts them and he encourages them. But take careful heed to do the commandment of the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. To love the Lord your God. To walk in all his ways. To keep his commandments. To hold him fast. And to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. And I really, really like this. Because Joshua was a great leader. And I've learned so much from him in the way he led his people. I learned so much for him. He had the people's spirituality priority. He was more worried about their spiritual well-being than he was their physical well-being. God is worried about your spiritual well-being. He's worried about how you are spiritually, how you're growing spiritually. Are you growing spiritually? If you're just ho-humming it, oh, you know, okay. If you're here doing it and going through the motions, man, go home and watch American Idol. Lord knows your heart. We're going to talk about that in a minute. If you're here giving them lip service, fine, go ahead. You can fool me anytime you want, but you're not going to fool him. You're not going to fool the Lord. Pay careful attention to God's word. Have it in your mind. Take regard for it. And he's talking about knowing it and hearing it. He's talking about knowing it and hearing it. Pay attention to the word of God. Let it become part of your life. Let it become part of your life. It's such an important part, the Word of God. Pay attention to it. We should take care to hear the Word of God. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. We take great pains to hear what God's saying. And then once we've heard the Word of God, then we give Him our love. And that's the order here. Word of God, love the Lord. I can't love the Lord until I know who He is, until I know that He loves me. And I know that there's a relationship there somewhere. And I want that relationship. The scripture tells us we love him because he first loved us. So now I can love him when I know about him. But how do I get to know him? In his word. By studying his word. By reading his word. And gleaning from his word. That's what he wants us to know. We give him our love. And after we experience this, we give everything we have back to him. I surrender. You sang it today. I surrender all to you. Everything I am, I surrender to you, Lord. We do that. And then we have our walk. We have our walk. We walk in his ways. We walk in his ways, it says. Walking is very important. If you get it mixed up, if you love without hearing, it can become a heresy. And if you obey before loving, it can become legalism. You can really be in trouble there. Look at the order again. Word of God, love the Lord, walk in His ways, obey His commandments, and then finally, we serve Him. We serve Him. Out of all of that comes service to the Lord. Now, many of us put service first. I want to serve the Lord. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And that becomes works. 
It becomes a work. If you're not loving him, if you're not reading his word, if you're not obeying his commandments, then serving him becomes a work. And, and God doesn't look at that. Joshua says, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. Take careful heed to the word of God. Love the Lord your God. Walk in his ways. Keep his commandments. Hold fast to him. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Serve him with everything you have. Don't serve the Lord halfway. Serve him with everything you have. Don't hold back. Don't hold back from your service to the Lord. And then Joshua blesses them. I got a kick out of this. Joshua blessed them. Look at verse 6. So Joshua blessed them and sent them the way, and they went to their tents. I love this. How did Joshua bless them? I wonder what Joshua said. I wonder what Joshua said to them. I wonder how he blessed them. He knew that he couldn't bless them, for he was a man. He knew that he was a man, and his blessing upon him didn't mean very much. It didn't mean very much because it was coming from a man. So just maybe, just maybe Joshua used number six. Just maybe Joshua used number six from verse 23 through 27. Let me read it to you. You don't have to turn there. Verses 22 through 27. Keep your ears open. You might have heard this before. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And lift up, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give to you his peace. That's what you want. That's what we want. We want the Lord's blessing. We move back to Joshua. We look in 7 and 8. Remember, we said that God rewards those who are faithful. We said that God is a rewarder of those who are faithful. Well, look what happens to these guys. Verse 7 and 8. Now, to the half a tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given the possession in Bashan. But to the other half of it, Joshua gave a possession among their brethren on the other side of the Gordon, westward. And indeed, when Joshua sent them away to their tents, he blessed them and spoke to them, saying, Return with much riches to your tents, with very much livestock, with silver and gold, with bronze, with iron, and very much clothing. Divide the spoils of your enemies with your brethren. They went home with booty. They went home with goodies. Because their faithfulness, Joshua rewards them from this. What a beautiful picture here. God has allowed them to gain the plunder of which they so justly deserve. When was the last time they gained plunder? Anybody remember? When was the last time the children of Israel gained plunder? Egypt. When they left Egypt, they were given all kinds of things, gold and all sorts of things, as they left the city, as they left Egypt. God tells us in Joshua 1.9 to be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What encouragement that is. God is with us wherever we go just as he was with his people the Israelites on their journey into the promised land. Do you know the love and strength the Lord can give you? If you haven't yet discovered the power of a personal relationship with Jesus, we'd like to tell you more. 
please give us a call at 609-884-5821 and we'll be happy to introduce you to the one who will change your life forever. You can also send us an email at info at capewatchradio.com. That's info at capewatchradio.com. We'd also like to invite you to get involved in a church community to help fuel your passion for Jesus and support you on this journey. If you are in the Cape May, New Jersey area, why not come by Calvary Chapel, Cape May? We'd love to have you join us for our time of fellowship, worship, and Bible study with Pastor Dave. We gather together every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. You'll find our address and driving directions by visiting our website at capewatchradio.com or by giving us a call at 609-884-5821. We're so glad you tuned in to Cape Watch Radio. Pastor Dave will continue walking verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Joshua. When you join us next time, may God bless you today and always.